What's going on, everybody? My name is Jacob Gettins, and welcome back to The Outer Zone, the official podcast of Formula Drift. We are here in beautiful Monroe, and uh, yeah, the weather is great. The sun is shining. The drivers are absolutely crushing it. We've got some awesome awesome interviews for you today. So we're going to take a few moments, talk to the drivers. Dean Carney is ready for his close-up. I'm getting out of your way. I like the mic setup. Do we look official? Yeah, you feel like sports broadcasters, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So we're here in St. Louis. No, we're not. We're not here in St. Louis. Not we're yet. in Seattle. Um, you can tell because we're not both dying of heat exhaustion. No kidding. Um, got Robert Thorne. So fighting for that rookie of the year spot in pro this year. Yep. How's uh, how's everything been? Uh, it's been good. It has been a, a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we're learning pretty quick. Uh, I would say the- so. <laughs> The car has been great all year. Uh, we figured out a few things, and then, of course, the last round in St. Louis, we finally won a battle yep. uh, against James. Which is crazy. Which was crazy, yeah, for sure. Uh, and the car was hooked up. Yeah. We've been playing with setups so much, and sometimes you just hit a groove, and you're like, ooh, that's it, leave it. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch it. What, what are you feeling in the car when you, like, hit that groove? Is it just one of those, like, everything feels right, you're not yeah. fighting it, or...? It, it goes where you want it to go without it fighting you. Okay. And then when you ask a little more of it, it gives it to you, okay. opposed to, like, doing something really bad. Like, we had this uh, huge bad habit of understeer yeah. for the first half of the year. Yeah, Atlanta coming, like, into your initiations, you could see it scrub out a little, and you were, yeah. like, having to, like, really hock it in. Yeah, yeah. And, and we fought that. I mean, we, we crashed the car with a big thing of understeer at Long Beach at the first round. Right. And we, we really hadn't figured it out. Finally, we figured it out. And uh, we also put some larger front uh, Koenig wheels on the car, okay. and that helped quite a bit. Um, but a few things on shocks, and really came together. Nice. So now I can drive the car hard and know that it's going to be there for me, which, of yeah. course, in battles, in battles you can't be thinking about how the car is going to drive. Yeah, You just need to be eyes ahead and try to put it on a door. And uh, now it does that. So that's cool. Yeah, that confidence like has got to be everything, yeah. right? Just knowing, especially like here. Uh, because it's it's one of those like you've got one shot to get that initiation right, and then if yeah. you miss it, the the run's over basically. Yeah. yeah, it'll take you the entire banking to to readjust your car, and it'll be yeah. obvious to the entire world. So yeah, what do you, what's your what's your run up and like initiation like here? Are you still figuring it out? We're early. We're like practicing. No, one, it's right? okay. It's okay. I mean, I, I did a uh, a couple hundred laps on the sim on this track. I had my whole pattern dialed down. You know, it was two three four and a little clutch kick left and then a little bit of a float okay up to the wall and then as soon as it's in the right position then mat down okay and uh i could do that pretty consistently um unfortunately on our first run it seems like we lost the dogs on fourth <laughs> okay so so you're gonna are you gonna re-gear the rear end so we re-geared it and and put and ran a third okay um and uh and it's working again yeah. but i'm just like a little off on my timing and then what do i do on the infield do i really go down to second now mm. uh where it tightens up uh so we're gonna probably pull the gearbox out and fix that as well okay um but that's why we're we're definitely struggling a little bit the banking is intimidating too here for sure that yeah. 100 mile an hour banking is uh something different are you are you finding you're using a lot of left foot brake in it, or trying to like adjust with angle to get your your speed corrected into the wall? Uh, as little as 
either as I can do. You just want to set and forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, get, get your RPM, get your limiters set so you can kind of just stay at constant speed. Any adjustment seems so obvious from the outside that I want to do very little. Uh, hopefully, I can just tap a little left foot brake okay. to move a, a couple feet here or there. But that's about all I want to do once I'm up there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is the hardest part here. Is, is everything is so obvious. There's a couple of spots in the infield you can kind of play around a little bit. I've seen a lot of guys like kind of, you know, coming off the bank and then you've got your, is it a, I think it's officially an outer zone. I'm always yeah. trying to like the, the names switch around a fair bit, but um, that slow down, that big decel zone, you can see guys will cut in and try and like basically lead off the guys to make up some room. But the bank, there's there's nothing. Like yeah. you're, either, you're either on yeah. their door or you're way behind them and that's it. Yep. Yeah, there's not a ton of catching up. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's, that's how this track is. So yep. the upside is though, like it rewards that um, aggressiveness on initiation, right? Yeah. If you can be on their door right at initiation, you're usually okay to keep up. Yep. So, so yeah. hopefully we'll get a, get a few things sorted out and get the top car. Of course we have tons of time today. We've got like five hours of practice. Yeah. Which is great. Which of course, but now, now I need it and I'm going to use probably every bit of it, but uh <laughs> We'll get there, and man, I really want. I want to keep keep going. Now I want an eight. Now we've got a top sixteen. Yeah. Now we're starting to work our way back up the points. Um, it's got to be like a huge weight lifted off you. Yeah. 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 Especially sure. especially being James Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we knew we're like, man, no matter how well these runs go, we're gonna at least gonna get it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how well this goes, it's gonna be a one more time. I think I talked to Stuky about it in Long Beach because he won more time James Dean. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, just that alone is yeah. is like cool feather in the Oh, uh, we had already won. Yeah. And and like yeah. for our pit space, we're like, we did it. We won more time, James. Yeah. And then uh to get the win on the one more time was like just a huge, huge relief to finally mm. be like, okay, we can do it, the car can do it. You know, the RTR is one of the quickest cars out here. Yeah. So if we can make them a little nervous, then we're definitely Golden. going down the right track. I think one of the coolest things with your car, and I didn't realize it until Atlanta, is that you're still running the stock fuel tank, or at least stock yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, Radium came on board with uh, the sweet surge tank setup and everything, yeah. and it works so well that this is still on a stock tank. Okay. Which is... Probably lighter than most of the fuel cell setups and out there. And it's lower. And right? it's lower. Yeah. yeah. So huh. it's light. It's low. Uh, the surge tank setup works perfect. Okay. And honestly, it's been like that for like two years. Yeah. So I was, now nah, I'm not going to change it right now. No, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. It's one of those like, why cut out the rad support? Similar, until yeah. you've until you've bashed one in. Right, right. You got one free one before you've got to rebuild it all, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's still <laughs> a, a front rad car. It's got a brake booster. It's got a stock fuel tank. That's wild. And it's out it's out there doing the thing. So it's good though. I mean, I think yeah. it, it it's like this is the testament to people like stop overbuilding your cars. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely like some mandatory things. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. But yeah, that as far as some of the some of those things that everyone does on every I mean, it's stock steering columns, stock pedals. Yeah. And uh I think it rips. I think, I, dude, it does rip. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a big jump. And and I know obviously you felt it coming from prospect coming up. Yep. But all things considered to say, like, you're not uncompetitive in it. Are you yeah. a little behind? 100%. your rookie year. Yeah. Like, most, most, as you said, most rookies are just happy to make it at the top 32 once. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, I, dude, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It, those, those items aren't holding me back yet. No. I'm, at some point, I'll be like, okay, everything else is perfect. Now, what can we do to improve the car? Uh, okay. But there's so many things still on our list 
that are like huge yeah. that we want to keep working on the car. Um, until we get those done, we're not going to probably go after the little stuff. There's no point. What, yeah. what is, well, I guess what is next now that you've like led into that? Like if you had to swap one thing out, obviously, well, transmission's an easy one right now. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. But, I should probably get on that. Yeah. yeah I'll but, let you go. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, uh, I want to play with front struts okay. with some different uh, styles. And okay. we've realized that, I mean, the front end is so important with the way these cars drive. Mm. And uh, the rigidity of the front end on all the components really is what gives you those, the, the ability to drive at higher and higher angles. Okay. So as you get higher and higher angles, you know, you put the suspension under so much more load. Yeah. And the steering system, uh, we realized that we quickly reached the limit of the rigidity of the front suspension. Okay. And no matter how good we have everything, it's going to start to oscillate right. if we go above an angle. Can you feel that in the wheel? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, like, you'll be, like, let's say, maybe not here because you're not really full lock on right. the wall, but you're getting into full lock on throttle, mm-hmm. and the steering wheel starts to start shake. to feel it. And we've been through everything on it, and we've, we've, cam- we've got cameras down there and watching everything. We're like, nice. yeah, no, that's actually just all of it moving. So... <laughs> Uh, that's like that's great that you've diagnosed it, but also you're like, uh, yeah, because right, that, that yeah. means you have to fix now everything. <laughs> if you don't look at it, and then you know, it's it's one of those when like the car starts making a weird noise. If you don't actually mm-hmm. open the hood, it's not a problem yet. It's fine, yeah, it's Schrodinger's totally problem, fine. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I hope you get that sorted, man. I, I mean, yeah, that's here, like the next step. Yeah, I, I don't think here it's as big of a deal because like you're going to no. be on lock in like two spots. Yeah, but I think something and they're like kind of lower talk. speed yeah. where you are, and yeah. the banking is pretty low angle i mean you kind of have to it's so big yeah yeah you'd never keep the tire have you have you run into any keeping tires under you issues yet not yet that is that is like a huge issue with this track right that because you're i was watching some guys in practice spinning on uh one of the inner clips oh because they just just melted them off the tires yeah coming off the bank are so hot you can just see them they get back on the throttle and the tires haven't had a a chance to even come off temp at all it's so. when you're trying to decel into the infield. It's yeah. so hot from the banking yeah. that it just feels there's no grip to slow the car down. It's just, it's you're just, just, just like, like washing. You can hear yeah. them like howling. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they sound like overheated mud terrain tires. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like, oh, yeah, they're mad. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, I'll let you get to the transmission part. Cool. And, uh, dude, keep up the great work. Yeah. Excited Thanks. to see how this year goes. Appreciate it. There. There you go. Just make sure that we're good. I don't know if you, you can do a clap too if you want. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we are here with Mr. Ula Jäger. Is that how, how do I, give me the like proper pronunciation. The Norwegian way to say it? Yeah. Ula Jäger. Ula Jäger. That's perfect. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, sweet. <laughs> you got it. You're a perfect <laughs> one. For the amount of time I've spent in Norway now, you'd think I'd be, I'd be decent at this. So You're yeah. pretty good. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. getting there. So how's your weekend so far? I don't see any major work going on. No, we had a... Uh, crashed last race so yeah. <laughs> we just mocked it up as good as possible you know it's a wall here as well yeah, we had a yeah. first practice session uh it was pretty good i feel pretty comfortable you just um yeah doing some adjustments to get it gripped up to the others and yeah be fast enough it's all about that have you have you with the kendas i, I was like chatting about this before like i think one of their biggest benefits for this year is like longevity like looking at how I've, I went and checked a bunch of other teams' tires. I won't say who, but like, there's guys that are coming back on cords. How yeah. are these holding up right now? They're really good at that because we yeah. can run at least three runs, uh, right? Th- three decent runs. And here, the track and the surface is pretty rough, right? Yeah. So a couple of runs, it's no not an issue on these tires. So That's they're perfect. they're keeping up really good. So you'll be able to just dial in, hopefully dial in more grip, and then be able to kind of get it to a point of two runs, and then get everything out of them at that point. Yeah, try to get the most out of the tire, but at least 
get as much grip as possible. Yeah. So we can, as you say, wear them out on two runs. Yeah. No, that's good. It's it's better to have that than be the opposite where, you know, certain tires are, are going to run into issues where, like, they're barely able to make two runs and then they're going to have to dial out grip. And then you run into the issues like, hey, qualifying, where are you going to qualify? Do you want to lead first, chase first? So, yeah, yeah, it becomes a little bit more of a game at that point. It's all about trying to dial that in and uh, at looking at the previous round this year. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't qualify that high. So, yeah. We will try to qualify high every round, of yeah. course, but you know you're trying to like mimic what's gonna happen in the competition and yeah. trying to adjust you yourself to that. So you'll probably chase first and then lead second, right? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I been just that bug, way. I yeah. just bugged. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like it's you kind of have to predict what you think the weekend's gonna be like, and then build, get get the car set up for that. Right? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do, and you, you can always adapt to changes during a weekend, of course. But yeah. you're trying to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. How do you how do you enjoy the Supra? Like, obviously, you had Chucky before. Now this is kind of Chucky 2.0. Have you called it that or like renamed it? It's Pride almost Chucky. Like we called uh, you know the other one Frederick called Chucky. We yep. called this Lucky because it's always <laughs> been running for 10, 12 years. Uh, but now we did we did uh, I I like the chassis. It's uh it's for me it's uh the first chassis I got into drifting with. Right. I know the chassis. I know all the nuts and bolts <laughs> on it. But yeah, it's good. But I definitely think there could be. Built in different things into that car to make it even better. Yeah, so of we're, we're a bit far off like being the top five cars. Yeah, but I think it all comes down to the driver. Out. Yeah, yeah, but of course you have to have the tools. But yeah, Mark IV Super for me is uh, oh, it's my so first love. It's so iconic too. Yeah, right. It's such a, like a beautiful car. I mean, a buddy of mine's got one. Like I've I've always loved. That. I, there's something about it. They're just the way that they sit. They look good with wings, without wings. They look good slammed. They look good race prepped. Like. They're almost timeless. Like yeah. they, these were built in the early '90s, and yeah. they still, if you see it on the street, people think it's a Ferrari. Yeah, it's like even better in the Ferrari, right? Yeah, it's it is it is an incredible car. And then you've stuck with the 2J. Uh, what transmission have you got in it now? Uh, some Sonos five-speed sequential. Right, right. So, and you guys popped a refreshed one in. You're saying you guys did that yesterday? We changed some dog rings and some gears. Okay. We had uh, maybe it's me gearing and changing gears and stuff like that. But yeah. we had some issues with keeping them up to date, holding yeah. all the power and the grip. Yeah. But now we got a fresh rebuilt one in the car, and uh, for sure it's going to be good for the weekend at least. Yeah. We're going to do more maintenance than we maybe uh, thought we should. Yeah. So we need to open it every round and see if it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those you, you have to learn. You know, when something's brand new, you're like, cool, it's good for a couple of rounds. This has already got a full season on it. You know, now you're like, okay, how often do we have to maintain this? And that that becomes like a whole other can yeah. of worms right that's the part like nobody talks about is like the actual just making sure these things stay running yeah and the thing is learning your own car like yeah. you build your own car but it's all about learning it in an ft race weekend see how much wear we take and yeah. and it's all about it's, it's, a, it's a steep learning curve with yeah at this level right oh yeah for sure like this is this is this is the pinnacle everyone's so. pushing yeah how uh how much uh, driving do you get to do back home i know you you did some stuff over at getville wasn't sure how much else you got on the go at least I wish we could do way more driving. Yeah, For up course. to me, we do more, like way more every weekend. Yeah. But we get to do some Gapil events. Yep. Uh, but in the wintertime, we try to focus on ice drifting. So we try to go every weekend. But summertime, uh, I'm trying to do some practice days just to keep myself focused. Yeah. But it's hard to get practice on um, the same level. Yeah. With the same cars, the same tires, same the same grit. powers. Yeah. And the same competitors. Yeah. If you could go out there with five FD guys on the same FD track, on yeah. the same tire, and same everything, you would have been the the level of practice would have been way better. 
there's a there's a point of diminishing return. Like seat time is seat time, but like there's a certain things that you can't practice yeah. unless you're doing it like at a track like this with these cars, right? Like some of the tandem, right? Because you guys are holding those cars back so hard, you're not just smashing into somebody. Yeah, and that's what I think as well. So if you had practice and you say different kind of practice, the level of practice has to be good, as good as the competition. Right. But when it gets to competition, your mindset is different. So I think the best way to practice is more competition time, mm, okay. more seat time in competition because yeah. you're doing things in a run you wouldn't do in a practice because you push yourself way further yeah. and you will do those sacrifices to win a race. That's a good yeah. a battle. That's, that's a solid point because you don't, in the, I think a lot of it too is just like the pressure of, of an actual battle, right? Like even in practice, you can try and do as close to a competition level battle, but it's not the same as knowing that it's top 32, knowing who you're against. Okay, I got one shot. Like, yeah. that's a whole other mental game you got you to gotta play And with. I think if you can work that out in your head to yeah. be like as focused, as pushing as hard as a, a competition run, yeah, you would get most out of the practice. And mm -hmm. that's, I think, fine as a struggle to try to be up there mentally as you would be in top 16, top 32, top 8. And you don't, you don't want to hurt the car either. You don't want to, like, you know, you want to push hard. But you also don't want to go so hard that you wreck the car and then yeah. miss the rest of practice. Too. And I, but I think you have to. Yeah. At this level, yeah. everyone's pushing like it's competition. Yeah. So it's all about just forget about the car. Just go out there. If you wreck it, you wreck it. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, I hear some engines firing up. I know you're going to be out there soon for some more practice. But I'm glad we yeah. found the guy on. Finally. Now you just got to go win, and then we get a full episode. So. Yeah. I've already got notes ready to go for you. <laughs> yeah. I'll do good. Cool. Promise. Awesome. Ken, not a, yep. great, not a great day, bud. Oh man, yeah, it's just uh, you know very unfortunate. Um, it just seems like this whole year has kind of been kicking our butts yeah. um, entirely, um, and I can't necessarily pinpoint one specific issue that's been going wrong. It just seems to be that everything is kind of just um, crumbling apart. Um, but you know that's just racing and. We keep finding upgrades, yep. fix the part, go racing the next round, and uh, keep going, right? So we're, we're still continuing to push the platform. Um, last year was our first year with this chassis and this specific engine package, which right. is a, you know, a lot of people know by now, but it's a 4-liter V6 out of a Toyota FJ Cruiser or right. um, Land Cruiser. But uh, we got pretty lucky last <laughs> year with some pretty solid results. Um, and so we were trying to carry that momentum going into this new season. Um, but, you know, I say new season, but we're already six rounds in. Yeah. Um, and so by now, I would have had to have seen some better results. Um, but, you know, it's just part of the game. We've had very unlucky calls made against us. Very unlucky things going wrong, especially in Orlando where we lost a whole... Uh, winter's quick change yeah. that I've never heard of. And all of a sudden, everyone was losing differentials around the same time. Yeah. And then we lost the transmission, which costs us so much money to replace. Um, yeah, just just something going wrong every <laughs> round. And uh, then, the, of course, the, you know, the, blow, the biggest blow to our face was coming into this round, Seattle, where uh, we had the opportunity to really showcase what we've been working on um, between rounds, especially coming back from the East Coast, going to the West Coast. Yeah. Um, and, of course, taking over Formula Drift's Instagram page this weekend. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I don't know what we did wrong to deserve this kind of, you know, sh string of bad luck. Yeah. But Hopefully it's out of the way. I mean, I, I kind of look at you and your program. It's a lot of, like, nothing ventured, nothing gained, where, like, you jumped into the super chassis, like, really, really early on. 
kind of helped develop that. It was basically you and Osbo were the only people doing it at that point in time. Um, obviously, into an engine that not many people are building. I'm not aware of. I mean, maybe there's other sports where they're doing this, but like I think maybe just the ambition of like always wanting to do something new and do something different and stay out of being stagnant in the sport, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think that goes way back to when I first joined the Scion Racing family. Right. Um, we came out swinging in a rear-wheel drive converted Scion TC yep. uh, with a Beams 3S engine, turbocharged, made 700 horsepower. Yeah. I and love so, the way yeah. those beams sound, though. Oh, oh my man. God. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> God, they sound yeah. so good. But that's just kind of how... I've always been. I just yeah. wanted to be in something different entirely, um, a whole new challenge for myself. Uh, the Super was definitely a big challenge for us considering we were one of the first, well, one of two teams yeah, that was to it. be building the new GR Supra. Um, great car, don't get me wrong, um, yeah. but my transition was originally supposed to be back in a 8.6 platform. So when the GR86 was announced, naturally um, being a part of the Toyota Racing family or Toyota Gazoo Racing family, I would have to go back to a GR86 from yeah. the GR Supra. And so, um, as you all know, I was in the Gretti FRS or 86 for eight years from yep. 2012 to 2019. Um, and that car proved to be very competitive. Yeah. Uh, we've had a win, a few podiums, um, second place in championship in that car. So we know that car has been capable. And the GR86 behind me is just the modern version of that car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had no doubts going into th this platform that it would be very competitive. And we know it is. I mean, we've had a win last year in this chassis. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just the bad luck, man. It's tough. I mean, there's always the, the trade-off between having a car or an engine package that brings attention and then, you know, uh, known capability, right? Like, you look at something like Odie, where, like, that is, that is the ultimate you know it's going to work. Right. And I'm not saying he doesn't get attention for having that package, but then you look at somebody like a Federico Sharifo, where that's completely unknown, but he gets more attention. It's it's a lot more development, it's a lot more right. time. And like for me, I look at that as like, okay, you're approaching brands, you're approaching sponsors, you have that conversation. Do we do well, do you guys want something that is modern and aligns with the brand? Or do you want something that is already proven and is gonna work, right? Right. And I'm sure those are conversations, like difficult conversations you get to have too. Absolutely. But I think that's kind of what the beauty of drifting is, is right. that you don't see the same chassis, same styled car yeah. on same wheels doing laps around. Yeah. You know, we see With just a different wrap and different right. like stickered headlights. Yeah, we yeah. see a, a huge variety of different platforms, different manufacturers, different brands different styles of driving. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what keeps me attracted to the sport. Yeah. Is that there's so many different variables. And at any point, um, any one of these guys can win. It's just crazy. It is nuts. Yeah. Like, we we spoke with Robert Thorne earlier, and we talked about him kind of taking out James Dean in St. Louis. And, like, that's the ultimate. Like, he's got a stock gas tank in that thing. Yeah. And, and a front you know mount what? rad, right? And it's like... That's the thing is that you you expect someone like James to win. Of course. That, that's a given fact. Like, yeah, you, you're, you're expecting like, yeah. to win. So yeah. when... Guys like, you know, like Robert Thorne, who doesn't have much drifting, competitive drifting experience, yeah. comes in and completely blows the door off of James. Yeah. That's like, oh, man, like you want to cheer for that guy. Yeah. You want to cheer for the underdog. Yeah. And, and so that was kind of one of those moments where like, you know, I think it gave everyone the opportunity to cheer for someone that was the underdog against that big match. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, so what's like, you've been in the sport for a while, um, obviously, like what? keeps you coming back every weekend like where obviously like the development of this incredibly frustrating i think anybody yeah. who's built or worked on engines before 
understands the pain you're going through where it's like you put all this time in, all this effort, you know, pops. Yeah. What's keeping you going, man? Well, like you said, you know, when unfortunate mishaps like this happen, it's always a a huge dent to our program. You know, we kind of lose, like, motivation and, like, kind of forget why we're here. But then at the same time, you realize, like, we're here because we, we love seeing the fans and we love showcasing our build quality, our know-how expertise and of course we want to be on track and driving yeah but um even without a running car i mean we're still here to you know showcase ourselves our likeness to our fans and um the camaraderie that i have between my team yeah my team members even if you know things don't go right we're still one team one unit and we kind of move forward progress keep the program going and uh look for upgrades and updates to uh I just keep pushing. Yeah. And that's kind of what keeps me going is that it's never ending. It's never the same things happening twice. (laughs) Yeah. It's always something different, good or bad. Um, And also the fact that we know what victory tastes like. Yeah. Is the biggest factor that keeps Uh, us motivated. Yeah. I I can only imagine what that's like just going to be like, look, I've driven this chassis. I've won in this chassis. Like not this exact one, but like, you know, the basic. I really, is there, is there much of an update within the GR uh, versus the old? Yeah. Uh, like enough? Yes and no. Okay. Enough to notice it big time. Okay. I mean, the, the chassis itself is stiffer by 50% up front and 40% in the rear. Oh, so wow. Chassis okay. uh, rigidity is definitely improved. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, suspension pickup points are pretty much identical, if okay. not the same. Yeah. And so just from the simple, you know, chassis rigidity improvement yeah. made a huge difference in performance. I remember when Turk crashed his um, and then got into, like, his streetcar. That was, like, the biggest thing he noticed because, like, uh, all like I think one of them was stitch welded, and like yeah. all the stitch welds popped. Right. And then we got into the other one. He's like, "Man, it just it feels tighter, just because yeah. it doesn't have all this damage on it." So um, I, I didn't look to see if the, if this had been stitch welded at all. But that being said, if it's already fifty percent stronger, then it's like, well, why, yeah. Right? I mean, we like to keep, or I personally like to keep my builds simple, yeah. uh, without going too overboard on like welding up every corner of the car, yeah, and the chassis. I mean, I had already known that the car, the chassis was already stiffer than the previous generation eighty six, yeah. And so we wanted to focus on obviously making the car competitive uh, in terms of like, you know, obviously adding on wide tab suspension, uh, SD coilovers, all the the goods that come with, you know, the package of a competitive Formula Drift car. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like the chassis prep itself was actually straightforward, adding a roll cage by cage kits. Oh, it's cage kits? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Simple. I, I will never hand bend <laughs> pipe myself ever again after. It's crazy what, yeah. what they've been able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's pretty basic, straightforward build. Um, yeah. I would say basic, straightforward. Yeah, I know, I know. You look at the engine, engine bay. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but it's got all the elements that make a competitive drift car yeah. competitive. Uh, well, I'm hoping we see more. I know, like, the V6 sound is not what everybody's flavor is. For me, like, I just want something that sounds different than, like, an RTR or, or you know, an LS or something like that. Yeah. And, like, I remember when Chris started bringing his out, and I was like, okay, like, we've got something different. Yeah. And, and then when you debuted this, I was like, oh, cool, like, another sound right. to listen for. Yeah, and my so. V6 sounds entirely different than Chris Ford's it's, it's, V6. It's wild yeah. how different they sound. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that we use... Like very aggressive anti lag. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I love. No, dude, the pops stuff. and bangs. Yeah. It's like it's kind of a throwback too. With like when that was. I mean, I would say like four or five years ago, yeah. everybody had nuts anti lag. Right, like, right. We still got a couple guys. I mean, uh, 
Uh, he goes, yeah. he goes anti lag. Yeah, sounds yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Hurst, obviously, the rev limiter, not right. so much anti lag. Yeah. Simon's old Supra. Right. That was, but yeah, same, very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I just love that sound. And I think yeah. that comes with a little bit of that style aspect of, of drifting. Yeah. And so that's just you know, the- who I want people to know what kind of driver I am. Yeah. Well, it's good that you've still kept some of your own personality all through mm-hmm. the years, too, because like, I feel like it's really easy to for that to disappear, right? Right. Like, it's, it's easy to, like, sponsor like okay we need you to do this and yeah nothing like nothing against sponsors but like there's a certain even just internally you have to be like okay i need to either grow up or be a little bit different but you get to still kind of get that obnoxious teenager to come out of this yeah you know all that of course has to do with you know being able to work with companies like toyota where they give us the freedom to really be ourselves yeah and uh, portray the types of drivers that we are and the types of cars that we build I think I think a lot of their marketing and advertising recently has shown that with like some of the commercials, like mm-hmm. the pitch, though that series of commercials. Is, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, they're so funny. Yeah, they they try to keep it fun, and yeah. I, they want to showcase that fun. And yeah. um, I'm just glad that they used us drivers that represent the brand. Yeah. as part of the talent in that series. There's a few other OEMs I could learn from what Toyota is Absolutely. doing. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, I'm really sorry that this happened. I'm hoping you know you guys can get through and figure out what the issue was and. Hey man, Hopefully we'll just come back. Uh, yeah, we'll just come back stronger for Utah. Salt Lake City. Yeah, dude, I'm yeah. stoked. Do you like Utah? I love it. I mean, we won there, so yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's hard to hate. A yeah, that we've won it. It is the backdrop. Yeah, oh like it's, my god, man, the photos, yeah. the photos coming out of there Unreal. are just next level. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the weather's my favorite, great. The fans you know? are great. So. The altitude screws with everybody. All these like big V8 guys yeah, like, start to get yeah, knocked yeah. down a peg. Yeah. It, like really evens the playing field. Yeah. Everyone's nitrous starts getting turned up. It's a good time. Things <laughs> Ours get wild. did, definitely. Yeah, things yeah. get wild. So. Awesome, dude. Kevin, cool. Thanks. I'm glad we yeah, got to absolutely. do this. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Mr. Vaughn. You're getting fancy, dude. Remote podcast. I know. Dude, off the trying. track. I know. It's getting good. It's I getting like good. It. We'll bring you down a little touch. I always forget. You, you got the big voice. Yeah, dude. I got energy. I I, I can't goose you on before. So, like, he's he's very... Yeah, he's chill. He's chill. He's so. chill guy. How are, you, how are you feeling, like, being back? Is it... You seem relaxed. I'm pumped. Like, dude, you look so relaxed out there. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just... Last year was nice to just reset, watch, yeah. and um, you know, I wouldn't be here, but I've gotten so invigorated and, you know, excited to be joining this team with James and obviously our new Mustangs. Yeah. And, uh, I just... They're they're the best they've ever been, and I'm just having so much fun. Is I'm, I'm just driving with my heart and not so worried about Anything other than doing the best I can in each moment. And right. that's been a lot, been a big, very big difference for me from always being used to like thinking about not being present. Yeah. I guess, you know, thinking about what the goal is, chasing a championship, whatever it may mean. And now I'm just here to throw down and is, have fun with my, with our people. Is it one of those that like, you know, you've got everything else kind of handled and you're like, no, this is, this is my weekend away. I'm not, same thing. I'm not worried about the championship. I know the team's got a handle. I know Chelsea's going to throw, everyone's going to throw down. And that's like, well, I just get to go out and drive. Yeah, I, I don't think it's really as much about, like, exterior things. Like, I've always, I've had a good team for a yeah. long time, you know. The yeah. Stuff with the RTR lab is, I got a great team there, rocking and rolling while I'm gone. So it's not really about that. It's more about myself mm. and things that I've found from other types, you know, from from off-road racing and learned about myself and then just my my progression uh, as an athlete and a driver. And, um, you know, I do my best when I show up and I'm just present and focused and, and in my flow of focusing on just what I'm doing. Right. And so I don't really know how else to explain it, but it's more of a different internal approach than it is 
anything external for me. Like, it's all inside. Right. Okay, no, I, I think I know what you mean, where it's like when when there is much less to risk because you're not hunting that championship, it's like, well, then this is just fun. That's all this is now, right? Yeah. And I think, though, I think that if I ever did do a complete season again, I would still have the same approach because I see where I'm at. Yeah. I see the lack of lack of stress and the lack of worry. Like, I know that I'm built for this. I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. You know? But, like, we all question ourselves and we all get this negative self-talk and that happens a lot when it's pressure. Yeah. And so I think I've just been able to learn how to deal with the pressure. There's still pressure. Yeah. You know, like I'm coming out for back-to-back win. Like, you know, I want to obviously represent and, you know, keep doing well. But it's just a, a, just a different mindset and a different approach that I have. Um, the other thing I'm also not doing this weekend is, like, trying to extract every little bit out of the car. I did mm. the same thing in Atlanta. Okay. Where previous years, it's like, you know, both myself and Chelsea, like, extracting every ounce out of the car, trying to get the be the fastest while hitting the line and just i'm just like yo this is the car it's plenty capable yeah my guy my spotters you know can tell me if we need to speed it up and they know what to do to speed it up so tell me we got to go fast you know tell me what we got to do to run who we're running and i'll do that yeah instead of like just constantly worrying about it because it just takes up brain space and then when you got brain space taken up then you can't focus and be present so for me it's just been a very different approach um that's taken 20 years to really understand you know uh 19 years and a year off yeah you know um so always learning though i mean i think that's the important part of people think when you get to a certain level you're like oh cool i'm here but you're you're always learning how boring would that be if you weren't man i know right so that's the thing it's like you're never you know on paper i'm a master at this right i've got well over ten thousand hours but (laughs) the reason why i keep doing it is because it continues to push me yeah and even though i'm taking a different approach i'm still pushing myself and every lap, you know, I'm, 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 I'm learning and, and evolving. And so that's what's so cool about this sport. And I think motorsport in general, like it's a constant progression. You're never always just going to be un, unstoppable in anything like this when yeah. you have all these teams and drivers that arguably have just as much passion and drive as you and your team. So, um, yeah, that's why it's not boring. That's why I've been doing it longer than anything <laughs> I've ever done in my life consistently, except for like, brush my teeth you yeah know? it's like so, breathing brushing teeth and yeah, drifting yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. so um but now i'm just having a blast and we just got a really good vibe a good group of people and um three very different drivers yes. that all complement each other in certain ways so it's it's really cool and um you know i really kind of wish we had four cars because i'd love to have adam here <laughs> as well that would be crazy yeah. yeah um but uh you know that's been another thing it's been really fun sitting back and watching with my son and watching our team do the thing without me there, yeah. you know, and, and this year, you know, getting three wins, one car, one team, three different drivers. Like it's just wild. Unbelievable. It's, uh, it's definitely like a history making season in that regard. Just like what, what has happened, how successful the team has been thus far. And I mean, there's still, still got three, three events really to go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's wild. And, and like, I think at this point, this becomes one of those in the cap of everything that Vaughn Gittin Jr. has done in his life this is going to be ranking probably top five, yeah, at least in my opinion. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a big one for me, you know. Um, it's not been easy. There's been a lot of behind the scenes. Like, anything that's yeah. that's worth anything is always tough. You know, I know we kind of make it look easy sometimes. It's the duck. It's the duck, right? Yeah, yeah. but there, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, it's it's been a lot, a lot of learning. You know, we've pushed these cars really hard, so we started failing some things. We've not failed in previous years, and, you know, mm. it's it's just been, it's been really... Uh, 
it's been really interesting. But like now things are sorted. Yeah. And everyone shows up, knows what they got to do. And yeah, it just, it feels good. You know, it feels good for the vision to become reality. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I'm not surprised because I know the effort that every you know, man and woman on this team put into it. Um, but it just nonetheless feels really good. And it, it deserves a little bit of, uh, you know, step back and be like, hell yeah, we're doing this. It's good you get to do that. It's like, I, I find that's the hardest part with any of it is taking that moment to like step back, look at it all and just be like, damn. Like, that's happening. Yeah, yeah this, I don't this do is it enough. Thing. I know. I don't, yeah. You know, because we're so head down, head down, ass up, chasing, you know, chasing the dream. But um, Got to put a phone gotta, reminder in. You, like, you, yeah. you, you do got to step back and, 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 and acknowledge it. And for me, I just find a lot of gratitude with our team and, and the, what they bring because, you know, this ain't a nine to five job. No, you know, no. this is, this is nothing. This isn't driven by money. This is everyone here brings the passion and they want to win and they want to be better than anyone else that's here. And that's yeah. what, that really makes it special. And I'm just grateful that to have so many, you know, this group want to spend their time, you yeah. know, their limited amount of time in this life to, to come do it, come do this with us. It's, it's really cool. No, it's not. Speaking of uh, getting the car set up, these look fast. They're like fast. Chel- Chelsea, one of Chelsea's last runs, we were, were sitting up there and I just kind of like looked at everybody and all the jaws had dropped. Like, I don't know what has changed during practice, but I've watched these cars take half a second off almost every lap. It yeah. is wild how quick these are getting. Yeah, they're they're super fast and easy to drive. And um, yeah, we we got, there's there's some magic in these Mustangs, man. It's just what it is. Yeah, it's it's nuts. The, the ability to like, they're they're super wide. They're very planted yet still wild. Like, you can tell that the car is under control, that the inputs are making it, but it's also still weight jacking a little bit, which is kind of sick to see because, like, it brings me back to a few years ago, especially in Atlanta. You guys three-wheeling to it. Yeah, yeah, pulling, like, you know, the old dirt track style. So it's, it's, it's cool to see how you've taken everything you've learned with these chassis, and now it seems to be at a point where, like, okay, we know how to weight jack the cars properly. We've, we've built these insane you know, rear ends and knuckles and control arms, and we've got an incredible suspension built in. And now we've got some of the greatest drivers to ever grace the sport. Like, no wonder this season is going the way it's going. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of that, though. Like, you know, it's it's been the years of development. I mean, I've been in, in Mustang since 05, yeah. right? So, you know, in the different iterations, and obviously this is the newest Mustang that just came out, but it's input from myself, from Chelsea, from James, you know, all these new perspectives of these guys that have driven different cars. I've only driven Mustangs for yeah, a really long that's time. It's a, a solid point. So, you know, I've become accustomed to the the little nuances where it's different for them. So they've helped dial out some of these things that honestly I didn't even know was there. I didn't even mm. know there was another way. It's been driving around it for years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's made me a really good driver. Um, but it's, uh, it's just gotten better, and the cars have just gotten easier to drive. Like, we have extremely fast cars that drive like demo cars, where yeah. they used to be so hooked up, and they were hard to adjust. And, you know, now we've kind of made a really good balance with that. And so, you know, you'll see some of the, you know, the weight jacking in the car lift sometimes, but it's a lot more planet. Yes. You know, it used to be that they're moving a lot because we have them so soft trying to put all the grip down. And, you know, we've we've been able to figure some things out that allow us to still get the the end result but by selling the cars and making them a little easier to drive so it's like for me all those times of you know driving around something or making adjustments now it just does exactly what i want yeah easily it adjusts the cars it's fast in the lead so we got the best of all worlds and that is a true team effort you yeah. know and of course our engineer clay who's up in the spotter stand you know smart dude and yeah 
Ray, our, our uh, crew chief. <laughs> so we just got a badass group, man. No, it's awesome. I, I very much want to get multiple parts of different crews on as well. And Clay is definitely on my hit list to sit down and pick his brain for like two hours. I mean, I go for probably three, four hours, but you know, we'll, <laughs> yeah. keep, we'll keep it short. But uh, cool. Well, I'm, I'm super stoked to see you out. I'm excited to see you in Utah. That one, I, I think, really suits your driving style. And then obviously... Anytime you see the OG guys in Irwindale, like oh, just yeah. goosebumps immediately. So. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And uh, although there, you know, there's a reason why I'm I'm back for the last three. These are the rounds that that I really wanted, and um, obviously worked, you know, worked well for for things Adams got going yeah. on. So um, I'm pumped, and I'm excited to try Utah out. I love fast entries, and that's a fast entry. Yeah. So we'll be sending it for sure. Sick. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Buddy. Appreciate have, it. Have a good one. You good to go? Good to go. All right, sweet. Dude, uh, congrats, P1. Sick. Holy crap. Man, how was this weekend so far? Because <laughs> I've heard it's been a bit of a struggle. Yeah, so it started out great. Yep. I did my first run. I was like, oh, I'm feeling good, yep. definitely. Never driven on these GT radials here. I'm like, these are some sauce. We're, yeah. we're, we're ripping. And then second lap, it had like a, a weird thing that happened. And I was like, luckily, I reached out to Linky to you guys. They're here on... Thanks, guy. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're here on at the track, so they come running down here. They're like throttle body, like thr pedal commanding, but throttle body not doing the thing. Uh -huh. like, All right, let's put it on. We go to put it on, and I had the spare setup for like three years, right? I've never used it. Never needed a spare throttle body. Yeah. It doesn't fit the supercharger bracket because it's just like late model, oh. new model, old one that I used, discontinued from GM. Just one of those weird right. oversights, we, right? Right. But yeah. when you look at them, they look exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of these. But I think because we ground the crap out of the supercharger bracket to fit the new throttle body, because it's yeah. just in a slightly different position, that it was just not happy. Uh. So killed belt after belt after belt after belt. And finally, I was like, all right, let's do everything. The yeah. crank pulley, the supercharger bracket, like we're doing everything. Yeah. So we missed almost all of our practice. I was going to say, you weren't out there the a whole lot. time. No, yeah. I wasn't. The runs that I did were pretty good until something happened, right? Yeah. And once we did new supercharger bracket, new crank pulley, went through every single pulley, cleaned it all up, put it back on, I think it's good. So I think that that like, throttle body started a chain reaction. And it's like such a small oversight. Yeah. When you look at them, they look exactly the same, <laughs> but they just fit ever so slightly different. Oh, that's brutal. Just I, cars, right? Yeah, I know. Cars. Just, I know. Just so many moving parts. Ugh. million moving parts looking for a place to crash, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and literally today, going into the qualifying, I was like, I just want this to be over so I can drink beer with the boys yeah. so I can hang out. And what? I mean, that's, that's all it took. sometimes that's the right place to be. I will say your transition between three to four, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but is it? it's like just all throttle the whole time and you just snap it around? Like, So I think one of the... Why I love the Corvette is yeah. it is so snappy. Yeah. Even when you're not trying to be snappy, it's a snappy car. But because that's like, that's a small little tight corner, right? Yeah. So you can really load the car up and ch toss the wheel. I love aggressive driving with hard flicks. I love it. That's how I like to drive. But you just don't do that in Formula Drift because yeah. we're drifting, you know, five-eighths banks, yeah. coming into a smooth turn, right? It's they just, want this nice floaty, smooth style. Some tracks you can, yep. but a lot of them you can't. So I always pride myself on really quick initiate quick transitions yeah. and getting on throttle early. So for me, I try not to check up. I just toss the wheel, <laughs> load the car, and get the hell on the throttle. Oh, dude, I was, I, I was watching it, and then what was funny is the first time you did it, I, I'd seen everybody else's practice runs. You did that, and then I'm up with the spotters, and you start hearing some chatter. Ah. And then I look, and then, like, 
another guy does it. And then I'm like, oh, he's set the standard now. So, Dude, I noticed because I always ride the yellow line coming in. Yeah. And then I was able to watch them practice while my car was broken. I was like, <laughs> oh, everyone's starting to ride the yellow line, right? You, you start to see it. It looks good, though, man. It looks savage. Like, it's it, it hooks up so hard. And, oh, man, it's So it's something, so honestly, I learned a lot from driving D1. When I drove uh, D1 in China, it's right. all about aggressive transitions and super snappy nope. initiation. That was from the DOS box, though, right? Right. Because, because that's how they actually judge exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the judges, it's hard for the judges to tell, oh, that was a snappy transition, right? Yeah. Like, unless it's leaps and bounds yeah. over somebody else's. But the DOS, it actually knows. It's yeah. crazy how much it's programmed to know. So I just learned to load the car and transition as hard as possible. And uh, that's a perfect example. Like, that's one of the few corners in Formula Drift that you can do it. Oh, dude, it looks so sick. Well, <laughs> I, I, would, I, I don't want to hold you up too long. I will say your new it's project. It's right. I'm just drinking beer, dude. dude that's your it. new project <laughs> has me so excited. Ah. Man, I, and it's funny because during our podcast, like, you, like, hinted out. I'm like, it's, there's only one car. Are it's you a big be- mid-engine guy? I'm a, just a weird chassis guy. Ah. I like weird chassis. I, I don't get me wrong. I love everything that's here. But like when Federico brought in the Ferrari, I was just I'm cool. like, even if it's difficult to drive, I just want to see the something Aston, new. So the Aston, sick. so sick. Yeah. yeah. But then seeing that, I'm assuming you're keeping it mid-engine. Yes. It's like okay, for sure. There's for only sure. been one other mid-engine. It was a Porsche that was an FD, and I've heard some back and forth that like on a big bank like this, they're sick. Some of the weird transition stuff, like uh, that's when it no gets good. weird, but. This is what I like to say though, right? Cause I'm talking myself into this being a good idea. <laughs> Back then when the Porsche was going, yeah. all the drift cars sucked. Yes. <laughs> right? So like, of course that car sucked. Right. Because so did S13s. Right. You know, they were the best of the shitty cars. Yes. But they the sucked compared to what we have yeah, today. Yeah, there's only a few years in. Yeah. yeah. So I think that we can do, I think we can make it good. Yeah. But like this car's 50-50. We shoot for 50-50, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Move as much weight back as possible. So I just told myself, all right, if we do that, like just do the opposite. Like, put everything in the front and let's make it 50-50. So you have like fuel tank and stuff Everything, up there. yeah. Oh, that's but be it's so weird because once you start doing the layout, I'm just like, I don't know if we can make this thing 50-50. <laughs> like, there's only so much that you can fit. Because the trunk is like yeah. this big. Yeah. Right? The, the frunk the is frunk. this big. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We're, we're going to see. Dude, I'm here for it either way. Even if it makes like a wicked party car, I'm here for it. Right. I figure the plan is... Build it this year, yeah. bring everyone along for the ride, because yeah. no, no, none of us here know anything about mid-engines, really. No, right? no you were so exploring we're the whole learning, time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, demo next year, okay. and then hopefully by then we'll have won two Formula Drift Championships. Of course. So it won't matter, and yep. we'll just drive that and have a good time in 25. <laughs> Sounds like a sick Fingers play. crossed. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm here for it. Congrats again. Thank you. Man. Excited to see you tomorrow. Hell yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, thanks again, everybody, for watching. I really appreciate it. Thank you to all the drivers that took a few minutes out of their day. Thank you to Dean Carney for not running me over, because he probably could have. Thank you to everybody at home for tuning in, and all the fans for stopping by. If you are one of the remaining rounds, we're at Utah or Irwindale, make sure to come find me. I usually got a hat or some stickers or something for you. Really appreciate all the time. But uh, thanks again, everybody, and we'll catch you on the next one.